Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years. Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A long home run for Cody Ransom. The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best. Never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game podcast, presented by Rolly White RV. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. It's been a bit to Playing the Game podcast. I'm your host, Brock, and my other host, Cody Ransom. What's happening? It has been a while. It's been uh, it's been a good little bit. We got we got ahead and then kind of... Yeah, took a hiatus. I, it, we called it Dunatus because you were in the dunes a lot. Dunatus. I think we'll call it. And also, I was just, this is really random, but I thought I'd bring it up. It seems appropriate. Rabbit hole number one. Is, do you think, like, your relatives in the were part of, like, the Old West? <laughs> and, like, that's why you have the name Ransom? Because, like, your <laughs> past history that goes way back. I mean, you got family and eager. The, I got family yeah. and eager, too, and they're pretty whacked out, so. Yeah, that's not the ransom side. It's not eager, oh. though. So, that was Merrill. I thought maybe you are like, part of, like, Billy the Kid. I, I'm going to go with, yeah, just because. And, like, they held people for ransom. Yeah. And that's how they made their money. What do you think, Erica? Yeah, for sure. Oh, wait a second. We got a cast. <laughs> Who's that voice? <laughs> Hey, Cody, I think this would be so, appropriate uh, for you to answer so, yeah, this, I guess. I, I decided to uh, to uh, put myself out there and I get just totally blasted. Well, this is part one <laughs> of a two-part series of what we like to call Steamroller. Steamroller. School bus. School bus. Drive over them, back over them. We brought chainsaws. Everything. Everything to this. The women are loaded up. So tonight is... Who, who do tonight is, uh, is my wife, Erica. Erica Ransom. So, it, I mean, Cody's on the hot seat tonight, wouldn't you say, Erica? Yeah, for sure. I'm down and on the hot seat before. He's been, he's been I mean, this has been a nervous moment for us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've tried to do this for been like 10 episodes and we're like, ah, we probably better wait. This is like punting. We kept punting for the punt, next week. Punt, <laughs> punt. Punt. To the point where like, we don't have any excuses. We ran out of them. I waited till I hadn't messed up in a couple of days. I haven't said, go ahead. Wait till the wife's, oh, dude, we need to wait a couple of weeks for me then. <laughs> I need to figure my crap out. <laughs> Be really good for a week or two. Yeah. So, Erica, welcome to playing the game. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You excited? So, you excited about this? So excited. When oh. we said, hey, you're up, like, you're on deck. <laughs> What did, what went through your mind? I hope I have enough to talk about. <laughs> She's like, oh. take me to dinner, Let's have some drinks. I said, I told <laughs> my wife, up. my wife was worried about the same thing. I was like, you shouldn't worry about that. We will drag it right out of you. I promise you, there's plenty of rabbit holes for us to go down. And we're good at the, the rabbit holes thing. Yeah, so don't worry about the time. We want you to feel relaxed. We want you to flow 
People oh. are going to get bored. People are not going to get bored. That was <laughs> no. Kill Cliff, guys. If you hear People will not get bored. They'll love to hear the story. I think what men like most is hearing <laughs> other men's wives bash them a little bit. Because <laughs> they can kind of relate and be like, dude, that's me. Right. That's hilarious. Yeah. At least it's not me. Yeah. I actually, I, th- I mean, she's been through, like, hey, we've been together 27 years now. Yeah. I've uh, been married 20, so I got those right, right? Mm-hmm. One nothing me. One nothing. <laughs> but anyway. You got base um, around, run, runner on first. <laughs> but anyway, like, she went through my entire career. Um, and we talked about earlier in the in the series or whatever, you know, early on the podcast that, like, for them going through, you asked me, I think, in, like, episode one or whatever was, like, what was – how hard was it? And for me, it was just, it wasn't. It was moving to another city and doing the same thing. For them, she had to pack up the kids, pack up the house, do everything. Hey, did you call her and say, like, hey, don't forget that my favorite game. I didn't do a it's, thing. Listen. <laughs> no, he's like. Don't forget um, my favorite controller. <laughs> I didn't I need have, that. I didn't have those. Yeah. Also, my favorite p- ping pong paddle. Ping pong paddle. I, if I don't have that, I can't sleep. I'll be all right. What were you going to say? No, he's just like I gotta leave in twenty four hours. Um, good luck. <laughs> I got a flight. I got a flight in the morning, so uh, you guys can either meet me there or go home or whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, how would you take that news? So he came home, said, "You're eating dinner." I could just imagine you guys all like this nicely cooked meal that you prepared with veggies, and he says, "Oh, by the way, I am going to be gone in the morning. You have to pack up the house." And here's a phone number for you, U-Haul guy. See ya. <laughs> it wasn't that easy. No. He'd call me and be like, hey, I got called up. I was like, oh, cool. He's like, um, I got to leave in 24 hours. I'm like, so I have to pack everything up? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, the kids, you name it. Yeah, because no. the first time, like, the first time it happened, right, was, like, uh, from AAA to the big leagues or from, well. Like, from the Giants. Like, when I went – when I went to double A from A ball in the middle of a season, she wasn't with me. And then triple A, I got called up, right? But it was like a September call up the first year, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we didn't have kids yet. And I don't, like, you were out there, but it was easy. <laughs> um, and then, it like, was. well, right? The first time, because we were moving out anyway, September, we knew the season was over. Yeah. Like, we knew everything was, was over. Um, and then I think like 2003, my daughter was born. So 2004 season would have been the first time that the kids were with us. And we had, um, like I made the big league team out of spring training and then got designated for assignment like a month into the season. So she was in San Francisco with me. And then all of a sudden we had to like get rid of the apartment and go to Fresno. Like dump that thing. We don't pay for it anymore. Right. And then in Fresno, I was down for, like, three weeks maybe, and we got a place and just got settled in. And I don't know how I remember, but got called up, like, a week maybe after or a couple of days after we got in the apartment back to the big leagues. I was thinking something. That's when the fifth wheel would have been really good. Except for we were in San Francisco. So you just remember. stay in the parking lot of the that giant stadium. That could have worked. And then you just, like, use their facilities so you don't have yeah. to use, you know, 
keep the black tank clean. Yeah, we got to keep that one clean. Yeah. I mean, but they poop on the streets anyways over there. That's, <laughs> like, totally disgusting. Do. I'm just saying. You're right. But, like, I think, so that year for me was, for her, was probably the, the toughest and the most, like, is back and figuring forth. out how to do it. Well, yeah, it was from the big leagues down and then right back up after we get a place, move everything in, and then I'm gone. Yeah. So I'm guessing you started to get organized with the packing. Oh, yeah. You figure out really fast what you need and don't need. Were you having, like, a whiplash effect? Like, you're just moving so often. Like, I would have a hard time with that because – I realize that I get really used to my lifestyle, and when it gets thrown out of whack, it takes a while to get the groove back. Yeah, for sure. So how do you, like, do that? Um, I really don't know, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, just kind of go day by day and see how it goes. He's so up and down, so. What do you I mean <laughs> he's so up and down, like his emotions? Yes. Because, yes. you know, he was called up. And he's super pumped, and then he gets put back down. Yes. What was that like for you to watch him do that? Mm, hard, because you don't know what to say, so you just kind of sit back and watch and so see you, what happens. You had the awkward stare. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think she took it harder than I did a lot, you know, because, like, especially, like, later on, the, the questions were always asked, like, how do you – how do you put up with this? How do you deal with it? Even though, like, there were situations, like we talked about, where I, I might not have been the guy that should have been released or sent down or whatever. Right, because of contracts. Just, whatever. Yeah, whatever reason. But there were also times where I should have been that I wasn't. Yeah. So, um, like, I think, like, the question was asked a lot, like, how how do you deal with this or why do you keep putting up with it? And it was just, like, it was, I think, I think it was harder on her because, for me, it was just my job, right? Like, that was part of it and I expected that um although I hope for different but that's like it's part of it you know it's yeah. kind of what you sign up for and uh I think for her having to deal with that stuff for you know having to move the kids and having to pack up and having to do all that was was way more difficult than me just jumping on an airplane and going to the next city yeah um is that true yes for sure so I'm talking for you <laughs> How was it emotionally for you, though? Hard. Very hard. So, go through, like, your emotions, like, how you'd feel, and, like, to me, just so you know, like, I think the true, war- you, like, you go through, you look at, like, baseball players or other sport or any famous person, mm-hmm. there's usually the person behind them will directly affect them. Good or bad. Yeah. Because I've seen it in business on my career. Like, if you have naggy, not supportive wives, then usually they're not able to put that extra work in to get above everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm a very emotional person, but I wouldn't do it in front of him. I would just try to be as calm as possible when he was around. But when he left, I would... Fall, of course. Fall apart. <laughs> Fall apart, yeah. It's all right. I'm very emotional, too. <laughs> yeah. I, me so. and my wife are total opposite. She's the dude that is, has, like, she, I cry and she stares. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. What's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> why, I don't know why you're crying. 
What is that? Uh, no, I'm a crier. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't cry. I don't feel like I cried in front of him at all. Um, Do you, is that because, why is that? Why wouldn't you cry in front of him? Like, because Because I didn't Because of that. You didn't want to put any stress on him? Yes. Yes. And so you held it all in Mm -hmm. for the team. I hold stuff in, but, um, yeah, for him, I didn't want him to know that I was stressed or that it bothered me and I was just here to support him. Um, or was there to support him, so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And on the other hand, I knew she was stressed, and I knew she was. <laughs> so you did things to help out when you could. Well, I wasn't ever there. No. So you did not do anything I, to help out. I legitimately was, was there. not there. Like, I was playing. You if, had that, to do if, if that happened, like, if, if that happened, I was gone. Because, in a way, like, you hear about that with Navy SEALs and, like, special force guys that, when they're doing their job, like, they literally have to forget that they're only focused on their job. Yeah. I would well, say he, it was like that for sure. Yeah. Those guys, however, like if they don't do their job, they're dead. Then they're yeah. dead. And so are a lot of other people. But it's a similar thing. Like you don't do your job. It's, you don't have a job. It's not, it's not the same. Well, it's not the same, but <laughs> the no, idea. I used to say like I was a military wife. Like he yeah. would. Like my sister is like that. Like yeah. my brother-in-law would be. He just randomly leaves. There's yeah. no, like, planning. It's yeah. like, hey, it's Mother's Day, and he's not here. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, where's Matt? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's still was, like that. I mean, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, like, our ne- our life was never, it was always day by day. We never knew what was going to happen, so we just kind of. How was that, though? How was that to live your life? How could you plan for things? Never. We never planned. So you just lived in the moment. Yeah. So in a way, it's good because you get you just try to enjoy the moment you have mm-hmm. instead of always looking forward to something in the future. And I don't know that I enjoyed it. And looking back now, I wish I would have enjoyed it more and realized what we had at the time and how, like, rare it is. But, I mean, when you're living in that, you're just so stressed that um, – you might not have a job the next day, so. Yeah, you're just. Yeah. You're always on edge. Yes, yeah. And I, I look back at my stuff, and we didn't, we, we were so young and so head down in what we were doing. We didn't, I, I wish we could have moved around. Right. And just experienced this country and what yeah. we have to offer. And, you know, we didn't enjoy the moment either mm-hmm. because we were always trying to, start something you know right. it's different but yeah I totally get it like you know you had an opportunity to travel all over the place right yeah and you got to experience a lot of things that other people don't yeah, yeah. so we live in a lot of places I mean we've lived or played for 11 teams and AAA and the big leagues with most of them so yeah 20 cities and Japan and you know like different places so i think we got to see some spots and the kids and you know her and the kids she she did a good job like when we were on the road a lot like her and the kids did a lot when we were on the road yeah and um you know when i wasn't there so um, i think they got to do you know it, it made our kids close uh when they grew up they were like you know what each other had you know what i mean so Could, like did it make your family grow closer together because you had it those stressful on what time moments. Of the year. 
Would you agree? Like, it depends yeah. on when, you know what I mean? But, like, I know our kids and, and the bond with Erica and the kids is, like, tight. Real tight. And they... Because uh, they only had each other, right? Yeah, it was those three everywhere. How you was know, it on them going, so. for friends? Like, schools, friends? They both do fine. Yeah. Was it hard for them to keep going to a new school every year? Um, No, because we didn't move them around. Um, my daughter was um, in Did school, and I would either take her out earlier, and but she'd always stay in the same school. Like here in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. So, so they went to school, same place here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Jordan was later, so he start kindergarten, so it wasn't bad. So, it's not yeah, like he really. The season starts in uh, in April, right? And then you would just hold tight for here for a little bit and then take off? They come a few weeks late, and they leave a few weeks early, and kind of spend the summer with us before before year round school. Did you have a home here? Always, always yeah, had a home we here. Always had our home. So yeah. this was your home base that you got to come back to. Yeah. And so I guess like you kind of weathered the storm, and then you were able to kind of relax, let the stress yeah. out here at home. Yeah. Well, the good thing is I've always had family around. Yeah. So my mom, my dad, his mom his dad so that always helped because I was always surrounded by them and their help so you know it made it okay so if he was moving around a lot and bigs or whatever going around getting traded would you ever just come back to home base yes and just wait a little bit a lot Mm -hmm, a lot (laughs) and just if they went like on long road trips sometimes it was two weeks I'd come home see ya done with the apartment yeah (laughs) well the apartment would be sitting there and like they'd come home and yeah if we had any more than an eight day road trip usually they'd come home depending yeah, on where we're at a lot. Yeah, yeah so they'd come home for a week she'd get help with the kids for a week and kind of have a girl's night re- refresh and <laughs> and then uh come back out so it was um i mean there was like i think 2005 when i was in iowa triple a with the cubs like she came out one time or something and it was like Nah, she stayed home pretty much the whole for season. For Chicago? No, it was Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, uh, that's where. But like we were in a hotel, and I didn't have an apartment. And oh, you like didn't want to live in a hotel. Well, we started that year with the with the Rangers. Yeah. And so, Texas. Yeah. Texas? So I was in uh, was Oklahoma huge? City, was okay. AAA, and um, so we ended up getting. You're staying out of your friend's house. Yeah, we were staying at Damon Miner's house because he was with the Giants, and so they had a place out in Oklahoma, so we were staying there. And we ended up getting traded or something, or released. I might have gotten released that year. And so we started driving home. And I think, like, we almost got home. And they're like, uh, the Cubs just claimed you. Okay, and then you right? said some words. So I was like, I was like a couple hours from home with the car, and so I think they had flown home. Her and my daughter had flown home, and I drove or something like that. And uh, so we dropped the car off here, and I got on a plane that night and flew out to Iowa. Um, so I didn't have the car. I didn't have a car out there, so I stayed like downtown where I could walk to the field. And she came out, and it was like, <laughs> the hotel was awful, man. It was, it just wasn't good. And she was like, nah, we're just going to. Hey, let me know when you, we can see you. Well, she would fly out, 
you know, there, she came out a few different times or whatever, but her and my daughter were home that year for a lot of it. What are the, like, do you know the statistics of divorce rate amongst Major League Baseball? It's really high after people retire. Yeah. That's weird. They're like, <laughs> they, they get, they're finally together for a full year and they're like, oh, oh well, I'm not okay with this. Because they're not used to being with each other. And then all of a sudden you're with each other every single day. And you're like, hey, I've been running this house without you just fine. Mm-hmm. And then we you come, come here. And screw it yes. up. And yeah. 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 Because, the, the, you know, even I know. We went that through that the first, first couple, couple years. years yeah. It was really hard. Yeah. I mean, I still right now I've been retired since 2016 now. And I still like this time of year. I'm antsy as hell. Like I, I'm. It's like I'm it's in their blood. They know when they need to start getting ready for the season. Stop and eating the pizza. <laughs> like, can eat pizza? No, I can eat a whole pizza. No, but yeah. it's just like I, I, I'm different. Like, I, I still feel it. It's not like it was, but, like, each year has gotten a little bit better, I think. But, like, at even at the games when I'm coaching, it's like I'm more intense and more in tune and more, like, like it's – I don't know. It's just – it's still there. It's not – It's exciting time of year for you. Spring, yeah, yeah you yeah. start. It's fun. Like it's, it's getting it's, warmer, and you're like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> and yeah. I like to think it's gone away, but like I've really noticed it this year uh, more than I did, I think, in the last couple of years. Well, last year I was at spring training, so it was different. But and then spring training pushed back this year and everything. So, could you and Erica go enjoy a major league baseball game together after playing the game, knowing everything behind the scenes? Could you actually sit in a chair and watch the game, enjoy it? I could. I could. I like cool. watching baseball. I I'm a, you I know went, I went watch the, I went and watch the high school game today. Like we <laughs> just, didn't have practice. Just because you didn't have uh, anything. No, I had some players playing. Some of the guys I trained are playing. Um, kid was making his first varsity start. Sophomore. Oh, cool. That's big. So I got to watch them. I've had him. I've trained him for a few years, and uh, and then the school we went and watched. It's probably where my son's gonna end up going. So I wanted him to see. And then you're scouting the coaches. The coaches are awesome. That's why my son's <laughs> gonna go there. That's cool. And then the coach has uh, two of the coaches have kids that are in our program right now. Uh, one one's playing nine. U. He's actually eight, and the other one's uh, eleven. Oh, by so the way, I need to get my son in. League play gets ready to start soon. So I'm, I need – do I – is there, like, an entry? Is is we'll Erica your um, – We'll get to what – yeah. You'll talk <laughs> to Erica. <laughs> you'll talk to Erica about all this. So, Erica, let's back up a little bit. We kind of really went deep into it, but I want to reverse course. Where did you go to high school? Chandler High. And how, what, how did you like high school? I liked high school. So you enjoyed your high school career? I did. And what did, like, did you play sports? Did you cheer? Did you do nothing? I played sports. I played um, volleyball and softball. Softball was my main sport. Oh, that's that's Terrence. My wife loved softball. Yeah. She's demanding every child of mine play baseball or softball. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Doesn't matter. I don't care what the other sports you play, but you have to play those. You have to do those. Yeah. So. For sure. Um. And then, did you want to pursue those in college? Um, I did, but 
<clears throat> I was also a, a nerd, so I... When you define nerd? By nerd, she means homecoming queen. Um, <laughs> oh, homecoming queen. Who That's was the not a nerd. Best. Yeah, I know, I'm being... She was sarcastic. homecoming queen? Twice. Twice? Twice? Yeah. <laughs> Broke the school record from one to two. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even get on the voting list. This is all because I wasn't with her at the time. <laughs> and then, so, you, you were, that, so when did Cody come into the, you know. Into the, the picture? Yes. It was the summer going into my senior year. Ooh. Well, Se- I knew him, and he played baseball. I played softball. So, he always says that I would wait on the corner for him to pick me up and I, take I always practice. say or that's what happened one of the two that's I mean, not true so he okay. claims you chase your cleat chaser as <laughs> Kate, Caleb would put it I drove a Bronco oh I would, okay I want to ride too <laughs> there's a Chandler High used to have the baseball and softball fields like I mean about a half mile so down you the drive road the right blo- so Bronco with no top no, no. I always had the top on because it rattled really it was bad when she took it off I had a white one OJ Simpson. I had a, uh, I had well the, I had an, eight, we had a seventy eight that was all white. Yeah. We had an eighty four, that was like white and uh, like a rust color. Yeah. And then we had a uh, probably because it was rusted. No, it's a Ford. I mean, color. Easy. Easy. Okay. Then we had a, we had an eighty eight <laughs> all white one. So, uh, like I drove those and um, yeah. So she used to hang out on the corner waiting for a ride to go down there. She's just hanging on so the corner. So she could say like, whatever she, she wants. She's not there getting Uber. There was this Uber. little wall on the corner yeah. of the stop sign. Well, there's no Uber. We're kind of old. So so I stopped one day, and I'm like, you need a ride? How and did she's you like, know I played sure. softball? You had a glove in your I hand. Knew, I played with your brother. I knew who you were. <laughs> oh. And she's the homecoming queen. How did I not know? <laughs> yeah, plus she had a bat bag. Did you have a bat bag waiting there? No. Oh. No, that was down in a locker. Yeah. So, sure, I'll take a ride. And then, like, kind of after that, it was, like. Every day taking her for well, a ride? every day, but some days. No. Well, when my she cousin was, on the corner. was dating her, his best friend, and that's how it all happened. She Did asked me if we wanted to go on a double du- date. Double date, and then yeah. the sparks were flying. Well, I used to play basketball, like, every night. With no shirt on? Skins no, like and shirts? Inside, LA Fitness. LA Fitness. Or, that's the, a, or the park. Did you? Play with the McNabb. Lincoln Park guy. He always played at LA Fitness. No, I play with a lot of athletes down there. Oh, really? Yeah. I probably wouldn't do that good in that game. <laughs> there were some pretty good games down there. Yeah, I would yeah. be good. I would have fouled out first quarter, <laughs> and I would have hit the showers. <laughs> so, like, I came home one night, and, um, like, her and her cousin and my, my buddy were sitting in the house. Ooh. And, and they had been there for like four hours. Her and it her wasn't buddy. Four hours. It was a long time. They're like sitting been in here forever. It was my my friend and then her and her cousin. Oh man, they just been with waiting. my mom hanging out at oh, the yeah. house and yeah, they're just so. chit chatting. Yeah. Oh yeah, and if you know my mom, she probably knew everything about me by the time I got home. <laughs> she tells me the first talk. time that she met me, she knew Cody was going to marry me. Oh, she had love at first she, sight in her my eyes. My mom did. She was like seeing, she had a, a vision. It was yeah. a setup. Instantly. It was right? all a setup. Yeah. Well, I think personally that we should bring back the, you know, prearranged marriages. You, you think so? 100%. 
It's I, on all the shows right now. Yeah. What? All the movies right now. All the the Netflix shows. It's on. That's Going about. Right I, now, I, I don't even know. I don't. He I ne- thinks he is. We're definitely not going uh, through it with our son. I don't like. I de- you definitely need to do it with the son. Like yeah. you definitely want to choose your daughter-in-law. Oh yeah, for sure. Because like the daughter-in-law will decide if you see your son. That's a good point. That's yep. a good point. Yeah. True. The girl. The girl will always stay with her dad, but the son yep. is a different story. They they uh, decide. Uh, I don't sometimes know. They, I have a little mama's boy. They all are until they find their sweetheart. True. Uh, no, they'll stick around. You guys are good parents. He ain't ever <laughs> leaving you. Plus, Jordan. I mean, Cody could threaten him with, you know, a headlock or something. <laughs> Kid's gonna kick my ass one day. So that's why I gotta stay in this gym. Cody got home. He sees you guys chilling with his mom, and he's thinking, "Go away, mom." Well, we had doing? we had like pagers back then, right? Oh, we dude, no cell phones. So. JJ, King of Beepers. That's right. So we got I got done playing basketball and I, and like a whole bunch of missed pages. So I called home and I think you got on the phone or something, right? Somebody got on. Could the, you and like, I'm like, wait, what are you doing in my house? And I'm like, oh shit, I got to get home. <laughs> so anyway, I'd been playing basketball for like four hours. Ran home and so anyway. I got back from uh, California. That was when I I got in a surfing accident. Oh, you surfed? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah so somebody from behind me. I was paddling to get up, and they kind of wiped out. Their board hit the bottom of my foot and cut it open. Everybody Yuck. thought. Everybody thought I got bit by a shark. Right? Like everybody I would just go shark. With, I'd go with that. I might have. I don't know. Like I. So it definitely I, looks like a shark bite. Had to go to urgent care and get stitches, and then uh, so I was in a boot and. Oh, now you we need went, a ride. Well, no, we went to Lion King. Oh. It was our first date. Dude, if mm-hmm. you go to Lion King for your first date, you're definitely getting married. Locked in. <laughs> for sure. So, you guys were, so you guys started dating the summer before. My senior year. Senior year. And how old were you? Were you also the same grade? I had just graduated. Oh, so you're robbing was, the cradle. Yeah, yep. I had to go back for the homecoming queen. Oh, did you go to the homecoming, <laughs> did you go homecoming with her after high school? Uh yeah, oh sweet. Prom. Was it prom? Yeah. 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 You did you ask her? She asked you. She probably homecoming. She probably went with the homecoming queen or king. Oh, it could have been. You know, at this point, we don't know. It could. I don't know. You know, we support all here at playing the game. <laughs> but um, say so. So you were in love. You dated him exclusively all senior year. You were off. The draft board. Yeah. The head nod was a lie. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Yep. Sure. Totally off so. the board. <laughs> Except for that homecoming dance. That was so, um, how tall was he when he started dating you? Not Mary. Like, was what, he? 5'10"? Did you guys see Maybe. eye to eye? No. Never eye to eye. He always had a, li- he had a little bit on top of you, like always. Yes. Back then, like senior year, I was probably, I think I graduated at like 5'10". And now, where did Erica, so you you probably had all these ambitions coming out. Mm-hmm. It seems like I've known you, and it seems like you're that kind of person. What did you want to do after high school? Did you want to go to college with your sweetheart? No. 
I had a full ride to ASU, so that was always my plan. Why did you have a full ride? Why? Yeah. Um, well, I was in this program, this Hispanic mother-daughter program, so I got a full ride. It was just act- academic. So, so what's the do- mother part of it? You just have to um, do classes together with your mom. And your mom uh, did high school classes? No. <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure this out. No, you like, just go to, like, these group meetings, and you just talk about... How it is to be Hispanic? I guess. I don't even remember that part. But Was it? Yeah. She didn't care. It was full ride. Yeah. She's like... I didn't even care. I just Did you say, it's great. Yeah. I love being Hispanic. <laughs> Do you speak... I love being a Hispanic daughter. Yeah. A Hispanic daughter. Look, I got my mom here. I'm here. Yeah. I'll take the free ride. Thank money. you. Yeah. Did you have to get so a certain much. GPA? Yes. What was your GPA? Out of high school? Mm-hmm. Probably like a three nine, and you got a full ride. Mm-hmm. Cool, that's amazing. Yeah. What is your daughter's right now? Comparing apples to apples, do they have the mother daughter program for your daughter? They do, but she didn't want to do it. Why? It's free. She's bougie. Yeah. She's like, Daddy got me. Yeah. <laughs> she gonna be shocked with Daddy don't got her. <laughs> kind of cut the cord. Yeah. So. What's your daughter's GPA? Oh, jeez. Probably around the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And does she have some offers Not available? Yet. Not yet. I'm getting would've... tons of emails from colleges, but. Tell me you want phone calls. Prefer well, phone she's calls. She's just taking, like, the, the mail and, like, throwing it in the trash. <laughs> your daughter? Not, like, like, not interested in that no, one. Both of them. What are you I'm looking for? I'm trying to for? explain the college recruiting process to them right because she plays volleyball so like there's a there's a whole process like you just need everybody to say yes you don't need to pick and choose like now yeah fill everything out go see them get people to talk and then have everybody start making offers because then you can compare and then you can work against one against another and all yeah, that you stuff, definitely you know? leverage you have, you have leverage leverage and so if we just keep throwing them in the trash, then you have zero leverage. You also, you want leverage and you want hype. Yes. You want people to think like, oh, I got five offers over here. Let me know what your best deal is. Exactly. And I know this podcast will get released after I sold my car, but I've kind of been doing that. <laughs> I noticed. I was like, yeah, I've been, I got like I got five offers. Like, let me know. Yeah. I, I'll, okay, I'm in. I'll do. I don't want to pressure you. It's called soft pressure. <laughs> it's not high pressure, but you apply a little bit of pressure, but you make them feel comfortable while you're doing it. Yeah. So, so what he learned when he sold cars in the beginning, yeah. if you listen to podcast number two <laughs> about Brock White and his history. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you don't want, you obviously want, I don't ever want to put high pressure on people because I don't want them to regret whatever they want. I, I totally tell them to go, you know, research it and think about it. And, but on the other hand, like, I can't promise you it's going to be here when you come back. Right. It's your choice. So, what did you do? You went to ASU, take the offer? ASU, yep. And what did you want to do there? Do you want to play sports or do you just want to get a career, uh, education? Um, so, I got a BS in exercise science and then I So, what do you do with exercise science? Question. <laughs> she was a mom. Yeah. I was going to do PA or PT. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what did you do? 
Um, I ne- went in, uh, lived with Cody. <laughs> You're like, I'll take option number three. Yeah. <laughs> be Cody's wife. So did you graduate? I did. Yep. Cum laude. Did it take, did you go four years straight or did you take a break? Four years straight. And then, so you dated Cody all four years. So it'd be mm. five years. Or do you take a break? You're like, do we need a break? We broke up for a little bit. For like, a, for like a month. And then she came crawling back? Yeah. Or exactly. did Cody come crawling back? <laughs> did he? Gr- so he, Did you You're like. go with that one? So <laughs> I was wondering during the breakup, is that when Cody grew like five inches? And so when you saw him again, you're like, whoa. No, that was my freshman year. Who are you? When do you guys break up? What year? My senior year. College. Senior, your senior year. In college. So yeah. it was her junior year. Junior year. Mm-hmm. Were you guys, and you were going to, at that point, what college? Grand Canyon. GCU. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they were college back then. Were they smaller <laughs> back then? It's not the college they are today, but we were in yeah. the whack for baseball then. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay. I, no, went, to, just I went to the Lumberjacks. In Northern Arizona. And I didn't walk. I didn't walk. Did you walk? I did. Cody, you walked? She did. She did. I did not. Dude, they wanted me to pay like $400 for a gown. I was like, I don't even want this thing. Okay, see ya. Thanks. Send (laughs) me the thing in the world. Send it in the mail. (laughs) And then I put it in a frame. And then it's been sitting in my closet ever since. And it's like, I want. like, But But you have it. I got it, but I, like, want to advocate to kids, their high school kids, like, go be productive with the next set of years. Mm-hmm. Like, you, at this point, at the price it costs, you don't, those two years of messing around where they tell you you don't need to know what you're going to do is going to cost about 50 grand. Right. To mess around. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. how about we not do that? <laughs> well, I t- like I get a lot of lot of kids that ask me like, "What do you think about college?" and "What do you think about junior college?" And it, my first question is, "What do you want to do?" And if they don't know, then I tell them to go to JUCO, because, I mean, if you have a three point oh, three point oh, and you want to go to Maricopa Junior College, you can go for free. Yeah. If you're like, let's say you go to a local high school here. And you want to go to Chandler Gilbert Community College, and you have a three you can go to school for free. How I had a three It cost me money. This is it's new. They've got a like a in county whatever, and if you have a good enough G, that, that GPA, you can go to school for free. They you say. definitely should go to JUCO. Like I think if you don't know what you're doing, you should go to JUCO, and if you want to go to college, like I think we need to advocate for like uh, vocational schools. Yeah. And put vocational schools into junior colleges yes. and regular colleges because yeah. the kids are getting degrees that mean nothing. Right. Zero. And, and the kids are making millions off of nothing yes. doing TikTok to and be YouTube. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I got, like, every business owner I know that are really, you know, Nash Power Sports and all these other guys that mm-hmm. own their own business. And they're doing really well for themselves. None of them have a college degree. No. I have a college degree because I didn't want to hear my kids complain. Like, you didn't get it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> sucker, I did. Yeah. I'm kind of torn. I don't know if I should push my kid to a 
trade school or to a four-year college because you want them to have a job right outside of college. Then but trade school also, would be the way to go. I know, but you also want them to have the experience. So I think if def- we have, like, my kids, for example, that want to play sports in college, like, it's hard because they don't know what they want to do. Then I think it all depends on what kind of job, what kind of, like, you can tell, are they going to be, like, a hardworking outside mm-hmm. person? Then no. you're you're gonna know like no mine are not. Then if they're gonna be more <laughs> IT computer like savvy like also banking, no. I mean they're gonna have to figure it out at some yeah. point. You know, like for for mine if they want to like, there's nothing wrong with junior college sports either. Like it's um, I went that route. I know a lot of people that have. I know a lot of guys that. I've got two kids right now that I that I kids guys that I train that were at four year schools, transferred Did you back to a junior college because they're draft eligible now. Right, so like if you're a good player and you there's an opportunity to get drafted now you can get drafted as a freshman. Yeah. Where if you go to a four year school, you, you can't go to year. your three three years junior year. Why? Like what's because they can steal your playing career. And then who knows, like, your draft eligibility could go, you know, your your draft status could go down. It will go down. I mean, likely. But, like, that way four-year schools have that in. So, like, you can't just go for a year and screw them. Oh, you know man, I mean? it's like a. It's a business. Like, oh, it's a big it's business. Total, if you don't, I mean, the dean of U- ASU makes, like, 600 grand. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you have the most students in the country and say that you're saving in-state students money by charging them, what, 20 grand a semester? Something crazy. I don't even know what and it that's is. Just the, that's not housing or anything. That's mm-hmm. just thanks for coming. Yeah. Swipe here. Right. So, I guess we digress. There's a rabbit hole we went down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. We do, we do that often. Yeah. But I think those topics are important that need to be touched and we could hit them. I think maybe we need to find a – we need to bring – like a dean of a college on and just you know really dive in deep with that what because i think the end product of college should be a career yes and it's not right now mm-hmm. it's not no. in-state tuition and issue is eleven thousand three hundred thirty eight dollars out of state is twenty nine thousand but that's deceiving because there's books and those things are like five, six grand a semester. Yeah. And that's a whole scam on itself. Mm-hmm. The books. Used books. Oh, you <laughs> have to buy used books. Yeah. And then when you go to sell them, it's half the price you paid for mm-hmm. them. And you just want to burn them. Mm-hmm. It says books are about $1,000. Liars. I'm, I'm base tuition 2021, 10710 Student fees six twenty eight, under college fee, undergrad college fees a thousand fifty. They get you thousand. with all the fees. This Hold is on, like I got, a car dealership. I got nine more rows to go here. Oh, let's hear. Jeez. Um. Do they have There's like uh, the dean fee? Supplies, like, housing eight thousand. Supplies uh, three hundred. Meals five thousand. Travel. The meals suck. I'm just telling you what it says. Estimated total cost thirty thousand dollars. A semester. Um, yearly. Let's bring this guy in. We need to talk to the dean. He needs to explain himself. You know him? 
You know, when I was 35 under 35, you sent me a little letter. Yeah. You, you know, I, and? I'm, I just, I never responded to it. Oh. I got a letter from Kristen Cinema too. Oh, yeah? Also, I think maybe she is like a Hallmark card, like, hey, good job. And I'm like, cool. You should have called them. You know what? I'm going to need grants. I need grants. Sorry, we're going to need you on our podcast. Oh, I'm going to call. I got got a picture of my. I'm not calling them. Oh, dude, I'm going to send an email at least. Ooh. And we digress. Back to Erica. (laughs) Back to Erica. Sorry, Erica. Me and Cody have these side projects we do. Yeah. And we think out loud together. That's what makes us great. She hears me think out loud daily and laughs at me and thinks I'm an idiot. That's what my wife thinks. Man, girls are the same. So let's let's. Uh, I so I'm at the college part. Yeah, we're about ready to leave college here. Okay, so I graduate from college, and then I move with Cody. You moved? With, did you move she in? She graduated with him? in '99 from from ASU. Yes. And did you just follow him? Yes, he was in Double A in Shreveport, Louisiana. Ooh, the year 2000. Yes. It was and the first year that she. This came is with right me. the summer before he got married. This yeah. is and this is like your first experience of the circus. Yes. She came out in, in '99. She came out to Bakersfield uh, in a ball for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when we got engaged. Oh, yeah. cool! What'd you, how'd you guys get engaged? It didn't work out. Like I was headed down to San Diego. We got a flat tire. Like bad time. Did she say she didn't want to get married? Like right when you're about to ask. Oh, uh, we'll wait for mine. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> plan A, plan B, plan C all went out the window. <laughs> no, we were we were playing and we had pla- I had it all planned and I actually bought the ring here and like I took my entire signing bonus and bought her first ring. And then money gone. It was gone. It's gone. And then it wasn't a big signing bonus. I can only imagine how (laughs) big that ring was. Yeah. And then, uh, so I held it. I literally kept it in my pocket of my pants with me every single day because I wouldn't leave it in the house we were living in. I wouldn't leave it at the field. Pretty ghetto. Uh, Just not great. I mean, whatever. I just didn't want to lose it. It was my signing bonus. Yeah. And then, uh, so we had it planned out. We were playing down at like Lake Elsinore, somewhere down south. We were going to head to San Diego after. And we got on the free. We got, uh, like the game went really late, extra innings that night. And then we had to go back home the next day. And we got, we got on the freeway and had a blowout. And like put a spare on and like couldn't drive anywhere. So we ended up having to get a hotel down there that night. Went the next morning, got a tire, and then just went back to Bakersfield. And uh, found a park the next night. And just just went it. for yeah, it. Like, just feel like I'm, she, was headed, she was headed back home, so, like, I had to. Did you ask her dad? I called her dad, like, five times and never got a call back. He should have answered. Well, I mean, you tried. I, I <laughs> what did. What can you do? I, I, You're I a professional felt, I, like, ball player. Like, I felt player. terrible that I, that I didn't. Um, but like, I, I mean, I tried so many times hey. to call him and I like never got an answer. So I was if, like, Shh, yeah, well, you know, your dad, maybe he doesn't want me to. So I'm just, you snooze, you lose, <laughs> you snooze, you lose. No, if, it was if like, he opposed it, he would have been like, uh, uh-uh, uh, shaking his finger, but he didn't. Yeah, Richard's a good guy. That's, that's cool. His name's Richard. Yeah. Probably yeah. a lot of good nicknames off that name. 
Ricky, Ricky Ricardo. Ricky Ricardo. Yeah. <laughs> so, how was, so you guys got engaged, and then what did you do from there? Did you, you officially moved in with them, you're traveling with them, mm-hmm. and then your wedding planning. What how you how was Shreveport? She oh. went with Shreveport, Louisiana, the first time she lived with me. She just rolled her eyes. Yeah. It was awful. It you was felt a, like you're back in time. I worked for um, a temp agency in this eye clinic every day. And so people would come in there and you'd be like, are you speaking English? <laughs> you just felt like you're so, and just in another world. Hey, you can't it was so it. different. That's very racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, she's Hispanic. It's okay. Oh, yeah. never mind. It doesn't count. No, it was yeah, like, it so Shreveport's like, I mean, Louisiana, right? Yeah. It's like deep south, and it's yeah. it's um like if you're not used to it, it it's a little different. It's, different. Yeah. it's definitely yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to understand Caleb, right? Plus, it's I just, had never been away from home. I lived at home when I was in college, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, this is the first time I've ever been out on my own. So uh, yeah, it's very different. From I me. feel like Arizona. Has a very neutral, like, um, our, uh, what do you call it? Like, our dialect, you know? Like, it's very neutral yeah. compared to, like, like if someone's talking from California, you can tell. Yeah. East Coast, you can tell. Down South. And then there's the people from Arizona, Utah. I would even say the southern part of Idaho would be, like, the same. Yeah. And I feel like it's just neutral. We don't have, mm-hmm. a, like, any weird ways we talk. Right. No, they asked me where I was from when I was there. They're like, where are you from? Did you say Russia? <laughs> <laughs> I just throw them off. And don't tell them Arizona. Yeah. You can never tell them the truth. Like, you know, <laughs> Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the, like, so for her being from here and never really leaving here before that, other than California it's a, it's or kind of a Hawaii or whatever for a, yeah, it's a bubble. Yeah. But then you go to Louisiana and you get like, you know, the summer storms and you get like heavy, heavy rain and humidity. Yeah. And like she was following the bus back one night with Lee Smith, Lee Smith, the pitcher for the Cardinals, like the old closer. He was mm-hmm. one of our coaches and um, he drove a dually and he's from Louisiana. So, She's driving around, following him back from, like, Arkansas, I think, to yeah. Louisiana, like, midnight back roads, right? She's Rain. following him or in the truck with him? She's following him back in the car, and I had to ride the bus. And it's like, I'm watching this rainstorm, knowing she's in the car going, she's not going to make it home. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, like, I mean, he's probably going 100 yeah, he's fearless. He's, he's an idiot. Flying. <laughs> and he um, knows a girl, this sweet girl's following him. And he's like, what does he do? He goes faster. Faster. <laughs> he's like, he's just trying to get home. But, like, I mean, just, like, everything that she experienced that year that I had been, I had already gone to AA the previous year to start. Um, so I had got to see it. Um, and not that it's wrong or right or different. It's just, it was just different, you know, and it was like, being from here and in a little bubble, bubble and going to see that and just the the weather the the way of living the everything was different right and it was um. so for her it was like she didn't know if she wanted to do it I don't think you know after that first year she was I cried every night 
<laughs> so she I'm had sorry. to get she worked for that tom, optometrist, right? And she had she literally had to get glasses that year and only warm for that year. And like I guess there's the stress of <laughs> of having to deal with that or whatever, but like she oh. couldn't see. And all this she got glasses what? and then like as soon was as the, the season was smog? over. No, it was like sitting inside. Oh. But then the um after after the season, like it's fine. Fine. It went away. I'm like, what do you mean? Just how she deals with stress. Just go, she, she just goes, goes blind. blind. Yeah. yeah. Some shit she didn't want to see, I guess. I don't know. She, I'm she done. Watch me play that year and went blind. That was terrible. She's, you know, it's just apparently when she goes to Louisiana, she goes blind. Did she go blind any other time? No. no. So it's probably just over there. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to go back. She never went to New Orleans. Yeah, she's probably out. Yeah. You, would you go back to Louisiana just for a good, you know, fun no. tour? There's some there's some really cool parts of Louisiana. Like, yeah. There are some really, it's like every city, there's great parts and there's bad parts. And we, I mean, the first, I think the first night we were in that apartment. So apartments are always by train tracks, right? Like, never fails. Like, why, why do they every city, because nobody wants to buy the land to put a house there. So they like, put apartments there. Yeah. This looks good. We got it cheap. So the first night, very first night, I go on the road. Somebody's banging on the door out of our apartment. Cool. She's like calling me. Somebody's at the door. What the fuck? Shoot, just shoot. Just (laughs) shoot. I'm like, I am six hours away right now. You should call somebody that's in the apartment. Mm. Um, Yeah, but. So she's freaking out. First night, never. From then on, it was just not good. Then she no. brought. She bought a shotgun, and no. she shot first, asked questions later. No, I actually think I slept with the bat <laughs> yeah. next to my bed. Bat. You know, yeah. she did play softball. Yeah, yeah. Nice she one. was. She was not having it that year. Did yeah. Erica ever critique Cody's swing? Yes. You <laughs> not, say not to my face. You're leaning to face. too much on your. <laughs> you're leaning too much on your front foot. I do that all the time. Yeah. What about his, the what position you play? Shortstop. Oh my gosh, we got two shortstops here. Mm-hmm. Did you ever like, you you totally screwed up there? No. I never. would never have done that. I was good on that side. Defensively, he was always good. It was just hitting. The hitting. Yeah. <laughs> he just <laughs> needed you to lay me lay a smackdown. That's it. Tired of going different places to get all you want? Looking for a program that offers everything? Are you interested in training, nutrition, baseball, softball, after-school youth programs, hunting, or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, One Performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from T-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA, opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, One Performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.
Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Ruly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no-pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Rolly White is family-owned and operated and has now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all want to beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at rollywhite.com. Is that, Cody, your career, like, was hitting always, like, your rough spot, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. in high school, mm-hmm. all the way? That's funny yes. how that works. It yeah, always kind of sticks with you. Yeah. It was, I wouldn't have I, thought that with you. I mean, I got better as it went on. I just didn't get better enough, fast enough. Yeah, it just took t- longer. It wasn't to consistent just, enough. Just, yeah. See, I would have sucked in the, f- like, field would definitely be my, you know, playing outfield is, I was meaty. I was okay. I wasn't great. He had maybe one or two errors a year, and wow. that's like so 180 that's games. Not, that's not true. You're yes, like golden so, glove status? I, yes. I made more than one error a year. There was one year I made two. Other than that, I had more than that. But yeah. Hey, anyway, like I was okay on that side. But the uh, yeah. I mean, so then after after Shreveport, like we went to Fresno the following year, AAA, better situation. I think I think it was a better. Well, we were at the college the first year, right at Fresno State, two thousand one, and then they built the new stadium um, downtown, so we got to go there. So I think it was a little bit better experience. I think California had like. Different things to see in Fresno, yeah. like, but I still, there's the parts. I think the thought of of being closer to home, like I could go home, like in a couple hours, made yeah, it easier. You, like if you really got bad, you just drive home. Real yeah, quick. yeah. And you can speed over there. It's not. Yeah. The, it's just a suggestion. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, when did you really get into a groove with the whole moving? I mean, you're married now, happily married. Everything's great. What? How far into the baseball career did, did you say, hey, let's try to have a kid? We were married probably three years. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we had – she was – got married in 2000. Mackenzie was born in 2003, so – Yeah. October. So, yeah, it was it was before spring training, I think, or right around spring training of 03 where we decided. Did you plan it out so that – you know, your kids will be born this time. Yes. Because I planned out our kids being born in the spring, yes. so I didn't have to worry about my hunting career. <laughs> if I would have just thought about that, about our, you know, anniversary, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, we definitely planned everything for the off season to make sure so it's like going to be. January through March-ish? Or was it like November to March? October through January. See, October, mm-hmm. that's a bad time. <laughs> just Bump it up to January. 
Well, get Mc- Mackenzie's that. October, Jordan's December. Yeah. And so, but you know, you didn't know about elk and deer back well, then. Well, we maybe. did, he but, did I, but I didn't plan. Yeah. Kids around. It just wasn't as the addiction hadn't really taken it, grabbed in and sunk in. Well, it was baseball season where I'm not allowed a day off. Yes. Or the alternative, which is hunting season, where like you need a full week off. Yeah, but I don't. Like, I can take a day off, where yeah. the other one I cannot. Yeah, so, true. it wasn't really an option. It's true. During the season. So, and I planned on playing for a while, so. And you um, did. You did play for a while. L- luckily, yeah, because I was, I mean, we talked about, like, in 2005, I was almost out of the game. Like, for whatever reason. Like, you cool. almost got just not Like, I almost back. didn't have a job. And. So, what did you do that was obviously probably a low point for you? That would have been it. The uh, 2005, probably in Iowa, um, they were home. Was that Triple A? Yeah. So 2004, maybe at the end, where I thought I did a good job in the big leagues that year, and then they after the season was know. designated for assignment, released, and it was like um, it was kind of shocked because I'd been with that team for seven years and Giants, was, yeah. And I didn't really – I thought I did a good job, and I, they wouldn't trade me early in the year. Did you ask for the a trade? Pre- no, but I was involved in trade talks. Mm-hmm. And guys I knew were telling me I was, like, a group to get traded for somebody else. Like, I was supposed to go to the Dodgers for somebody to come and help. And, like, they didn't really have a shortstop at the time coming up. And That would have been nice. Yeah, because I couldn't play where I was at. So, um but the guys on the team were telling me this was going on. They wouldn't trade me. So I'm thinking, like, so that, okay, they won't trade me, so there's a spot for me here, you know? Like, they want me here. And did then, they get new ownership, new GM? No. Same guys. They just – it's really disappointing because, you know, I see guys, pro athletes, and, like, like for example, Hassan Reddick. Mm-hmm. He's the number one draft pick, and cards aren't going to sign him, re-sign him. He had 12 sacks last year. Now, given five were against the rookie quarter. So, you take away, he still had nine. You just divide those 10 sacks. He was, like, second in the league in sacks, and he's not going to get a good offer from anybody. It's just sad. It's just because the GM decided, you know what? We're not going to go with you. I was really disappointed in that, but I could see how you would feel like, you feel like your job's secure, and then it, in just overnight, it's not. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately overnight. Like, I had no clue that that was going to happen, and all of a sudden I got a call saying I was DFA'd. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had no idea what that meant. Like, What's that? Designated for assignment. That means basically you're <laughs> outrighted. So did you have a contract with them? I did, and then... They cut you pretty much. My options were out, so they basically just released me. Yeah. And um, so after that, I signed with uh, – found a job with the Cubs, went to spring training with the Cubs because Dusty Baker was back over there as a manager. I had him with the Giants. So you, um, did you talk to Dusty? I, I agent did everything. Um, yeah. Signed with them and then uh, was traded to Texas like the last day of spring training – Right, we went over to Surprise for the last day of spring training, 
went out with them and was told I was going to go play kind of all three infield positions often. You're going to be like the uh, a utility infielder yeah. and, um, you know, go up to the big leagues if anything happened and, like, li- literally didn't play, like, at all. He didn't play in Des Moines. No, this was uh, Oklahoma City for Texas. Triple A. And then that's where the story I told about, like, got released from there after about a month and a half and was coming home and um, – Went to Des Moines and same thing. I I think I might have got like fifty at bats in the season over there and just hit two home runs maybe and Did like you do just, bad or were you doing all right? Uh like it wasn't great, but I didn't play. Um, you didn't have an you didn't have an opportunity to showcase your skill set. Like I just didn't play. Like <laughs> it was like I, I I thought I was done, like after that season. Why would like, they like Bring you in, not to play you. I don't know. Um, I really don't. But that, like, I thought I was done maybe after that season. And I went, signed with Seattle in spring training after that. And then um, had an okay spring there. And they just told me that there wasn't going to be a spot for me on the team. And they traded me to Houston um, at the end of spring training. You're bouncing around. Right at the end of spring training. Four four teams in two years. And then – Really just trying to find the right fit for you. Well, any any fit for me at the time. <laughs> like, I, like, I was just trying to work. You were trying to find someone that would believe in you. Or not. Just give me a chance to play. Like, yeah. I don't really care. Um, and so I went down to Houston, and they told me I was going to play shortstop, and then I ended up not playing shortstop. They they signed somebody right after I got there. But I, I played third base, and I was okay. Like, I had a – Average first half, like not great, but not bad. I was with Joe McEwing down there and Brooks Conrad and some some really good dudes and um, Jackie Moore. That was the manager I've talked about in the past. And yeah. Nolan Ryan owned the team and his his sons. And it was just a really good group of people, um, and a really good vibe down there. And they kind of turned my career around. And I ended up, I think I hit like 26, 27 home runs that year and played really good defensively. And mm, the triple-A team? Yeah, we were at Round Rock, Texas. And um, I think Erica and my daughter enjoyed it down there. We met some good people down there. And Texas is fun. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Well, it's Austin, Round Rock area. Like, yeah. there's a ton yeah. to do. And um, so I think, for me, I knew that they enjoyed it there. I enjoyed it there. There were good people. We were around, like, it was just a good vibe and for everybody. And you got an opportunity. Yeah. And so kind of turned my career back around. And I think she was used to traveling now and got to hang up with my daughter. And, you know, my daughter was three now. I mean, you got a, a flurry of – it seems like people that wouldn't – what you peep, other players, I don't have any idea, but I would assume that that would really shake somebody to the point where maybe they just quit what you went through. Like four or five teams in like two mm-hmm. years. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it happen a lot. How many yeah. people would just be like, I'm done with this? Like, And on top of that, like, how many people can get through the point of like overcoming that, their ego, right? Like they don't believe in you. Mm-hmm. They didn't play you. They don't like you. Like, how that, like, settles into you as a person and how to overcome that. Because we all know baseball. 
It's all played between the ears. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was never a point of, um, like, they didn't want me. It was more a point of I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, like, she talked about earlier. I was so, like, engulfed in every day that that was kind of, like, my sole focus. Yeah. Is to prove every one of those people wrong. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like me. Like, honestly, everybody I told said I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think every way step along the way I had, I had majority of people told me I was wrong and doing the wrong thing. And, like, I just had to look at myself in the mirror and make the choice what I thought was best for me and my family and what I thought was the right business choice. And I just, I went against everybody. And my goal was to just, blast everybody like you're wrong not me mm-hmm. yeah so I, I get how that feeling is like that's how i get motivated right yeah i definitely agree with that <clears throat> would you say that uh, our time probably in round rock was kind of a turning point as far as you getting more comfortable with the travel and with having the kids and yeah for sure um especially the people that are you're surrounded by like the wives and stuff that makes a difference. Um, Cause I know when he was with the giants and first being called up, you know, you're basically competing with these other people for jobs. And so they're kind of judging you. Yeah. <laughs> basically. And pissed off cause you're there because they know you're there to take their husband's spot. Let's be honest. They all, everyone thinks they're shortstop, right? No. I know, but I, like like the kids' parents are like my kid plays shortstop. Yeah. Oh the kids' parents? Kids <laughs> kids. Bad, yes. Third or fourth. Yeah. Bad, third or fourth. <laughs> we'll get we'll get going on that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So But yeah, so yeah. So I definitely feel like Round Rock was our turning point and feeling a little more comfortable where where we're at and getting used to moving around and the lifestyle and how it was going to be. and It seems like you'd have to get used to that if yeah. you're going to be successful. Yeah, for sure. Because imagine, like, a wife that's, like, not okay with that is probably going to give crap to the mm-hmm. player. Yeah, then. it's not for everybody, for sure. Um, you have to be, um, I don't know, I guess. I probably wouldn't be that good at it. Like It was hard. It wasn't, it wasn't easy at all. But, um... I mean, I was, I knew this is what he wanted to do, so I just kind of, I was, you've let yeah. him, you supported him yeah, chasing supported his dreams. Yeah, I supported him, and yeah. That's really, that's a good wife, you know, as long as he brings home the cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> go out and play. Bring in bring, boatloads of that. Just, yeah. you know, <laughs> like mac and cheese, bring the cheddar in. Yeah. Sure. So, and then we went from, uh, so we went from there and then like 2008 and nine was like New York. Oh, now we're getting classy. And so now we have yeah. like, uh, well, my son was born at the end of 07 and my daughter was 03. So it's like, you know, we got like five and two year old, five and one year old, six and two year old while we're in New York. And she is on subways and like, you know, changing the going, going from Arizona yeah. life to New York city. Which I hate. Life is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like New York? I did. 
Of course you did. You're so she talked about the families in San Francisco versus the fan. Like New York had more superstars on a single team than you'll ever probably have anywhere except yeah, for, for maybe sure. like the Dodgers now, right? But mm-hmm. like the people <clears throat> in that organization were like the coolest dudes and wives and mm-hmm. everything that I've ever been a part of. Yeah. And it was like you would think I thought going in like these guys are superstars, right? Like I'm probably got no shot even talking to them. You know what I mean? Like you're in the same dugout, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, but like away from the field. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And then experience what we experienced with the other organizations early on. I kind of expected that to be from the wives too cuz I I think I actually told her like hey, remember what's good? like these wives might not talk to yeah, you. Yeah, they might not. Some of them are like movie stars, you know, like and as a group, like, more inclusive mm-hmm. and, like, just more welcoming and down-to-earth than any of them. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <clears throat> it's, I, I don't – I think it goes back to what she just said about they're concerned about you taking their job where these guys were not. It's like, we're cool. Right? Like, yeah. you ain't taking my job. They knew my only role was to support what everybody else did. Yeah, because they're, they're very secure about their spot yeah. where they're at. Right. And the other guys weren't, you know, you bring up a really good point because I, so I go to church and they're called wards and the ward is just geographical spot. And when we got this one ward, it was all custom homes. Right. And so when I first thought, I was like, it's going to be some snobs in here. Right, like it's all custom homes, it's all these big ginormous houses. There's gonna be people with a lot of money, and we they probably wouldn't even give me time of day. Kind of the same thought you had, mm-hmm. and it was amazing how awesome it was. People were so welcoming, you know, just willing to serve and help out wherever. And then they split the ward and they added all these like track homes and nothing against track homes. They're just not, you know, custom homes. Different. Mm -hmm. Different, like, uh, demographic completely. Mm -hmm. And so they add that in, and now there's the drama. The drama is back. (laughs) Like, people thinking they're better than everybody. And I'm like, I want to go back to the other word. (laughs) It's pretty crazy. Like, it really is. Like the $30,000 millionaire? Yeah, right. Yeah, those guys are the problem. Yeah. Not the actual millionaires. They're fine. Right. Yeah. But so you're back, you're Yankees, you're enjoying yourself, you're enjoying everything. Where was where I know you, where you stayed for a little bit. Did where'd you guys end up really staying out there? Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar, but it sounds cool. Yeah. About f- what four blocks from <laughs> Central Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you walk the field? No. No, no. I no. Drove. drove. So we had a car <laughs> and I would First, we tried, like, me driving and them taking the train. It was just too much for us. So You took the train? I would take the train early and jump on after the game coming back. If they didn't go and if they went, I would drive home with them. Yeah. Um, I went early enough to the field where it wasn't really an issue. Did um, you go in your uniform? Like, would that be funny if you're, like, got a bat it would not in your hand? Be f- it would not be funny at all. Like, hey, guys, no. just I'm ball player. <laughs> that, that was Japan, yeah. You had to get dressed in the hotel. <laughs> Serious? Yes. They didn't have, like, a... No. Dressing room, like, sorry guys, just come play. They did. They had dressing rooms, uh, locker rooms, you but just weren't allowed to get. You dressed. get dressed at the hotel, and right after the game, you get back <laughs> on. 
the bus and you go to the hotel and shower and put your stuff in the hallway. Okay, they, they're very specific. Undress, put your clothes right in the hallway. And wear this. Go in and uh, shower. Wear this ninja suit. Then back you pick home. you pick up your clothes in the morning at breakfast, folded, laundered. What if, what if like you? I know this is gonna be a rabbit hole, but you had to wear your uniform to the field and home. You had to wear a samurai suit <laughs> with a sword and all. Like it'd just be cool. So you I'd, said something about that was racist a little while ago. <laughs> oh well, I was just thinking <laughs> like that. a really BJJ is. suit. I'm sorry. I was. I'm just thinking like it'd be cool that you had to wear a costume there and back. Oh, like a different costume on the way back, and it could be changed every. Like one day you're a firefighter, next day you're a police officer. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going right now. With I this. just think <laughs> it would be cool. Like, I think too many kill clips. It'd be fun. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> screw with my I was if I was the boss okay you just make them wear <laughs> all sorts of weird stuff hey guys stuff. you're wearing uh, NBA uniforms today <laughs> who wants LeBron who wants LeBron <laughs> yeah so uh, you guys are doing the traveling you're finding homes at teams a little bit longer not so like not sporadic. still like one a year yeah but we went two years two years and then one one Two, I don't know. It's whatever. better than four and two. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then at some point, okay, before we get to the end, because we're getting there. We're at the end of playing career. We're, yeah. We got mm-hmm. we got some other stuff she gets into. But. I did want to hear, what was your high and low? So, what's your low point of the playing career for Cody? Like, when was it like, I don't know if we can do this. Probably goes back to when he was with, what, four different teams in a couple like years? 2005 and six. Yeah. Like, like how was... From the end of 2004 to, like, the April of 2006. So, he was feeling like, okay, I'm really close to being done altogether. He and never said that, but I thought it in my head. You were thinking it, too. Yeah. He never said it. He was feeling it, obviously. Yeah. Like, I need to keep, you know, he's like, he's getting to the point where. Well, we had never, we didn't know what to expect or. Yeah, there's no so book to write. No, like, like hey, nobody tells you what what to expect or what's going to happen. There's or, no, like, how to no. deal with. I have proposed no. that job position to multiple major league programs to have my wife and I go in and be that book for people. And what do they say? It's not needed. Not necessary. We don't care about people's feelings. The problem mm-hmm. is, like, if you want players to be successful, and they, we have a mental skills department, right? They've never been through that. You can say what you want. They haven't been through it. Like, us in our, in our career have probably been through, like, every single situation that you can be in as a player and a player's wife. As far as being in the big leagues, opening day roster, playoffs, released, DFA'd, yeah. no job, DL, well, you name it. Well, I think it's that would be such a great asset to a team because I think it breaks people. It breaks people because, like, and I, I – Speaking from experience of what guys have told me, like, mm. 
oh, my wife saw me about this. Like, how do I deal with this, right? Like, because they don't know, and we don't know what to tell them. She's been through it, so here, call her. This is what, this is how you deal with that, right? Here's what to expect. You You need, like, a mom, like, and growing up in Little League, there's a team mom. Team mom. Yeah. And I think it would be appropriate in today's society, we'll do hashtag team mom. Bring it, make it, bring it back. They need a team mom. Who's going to make the Rice Krispie treats after the game? You're not allowed to eat those anymore. You got to have a chef. Yeah. Well, she's just like, we could certify them as chefs. Certified Rice Krispie treat maker. What if we had orange slices? Bring orange slices back and, you know, a Capri Sun. (laughs) Capri Sun would be a no. Orange slice would be okay. Diet Coke? Definitely not. Kill Cliff. Kill, okay. Capri Sun. Sorry, Kill, Capri Sun's gone. We're going to bring Kill Cliff in on a big contract. We're going to eat coffee, too. Also, Black Rifle yeah. Station <laughs> brought to you by Black Cody Rifle. Ransom and White Incorporated. Yeah. So, that was your low, was this bouncing around, and you learned, it sounds like you learned a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. Lessons learned probably strengthened you guys to finish off the career. That was like your moment. Yeah, because we went 10 years after that. Yeah, it's pretty – you went from, like, I don't know if I'm going to make another year to going 10 years, which is pretty – more, and, yeah. And getting a World Series ring after. Yeah, it's a gift. What would you say was your high point of the whole thing? Mm, probably Bef- when you play with that. the Yankees. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. people you, – you got to be part of a family almost, it seemed like. Because it's the Yankees. I, mean, I know, but, like, I hate that. the Yankees. But I like him because he played for him, but I still hate him. Yeah. I think just because, I don't know, the atmosphere is totally different. People for love For me, you there. anyways, because anywhere you would go, you would have to have security. That wasn't with you anybody else. You had security? Else. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Like, if you were in another. Like, I, the first time it happened, I was like, wait, what? Why do you need to follow me? I don't know, but <laughs> no, I, you need to. I know okay. they need security for you. You have no idea, ma'am. Right. Our security there was awesome. Those I think normal so cool. people need security in New York. <laughs> and that was just at games. It wasn't like everyday life. You should have security just, in everyday life there. It's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. It's actually not. Like once no. you get into the city and like everybody just does their thing. Yeah. Just make sure you steer clear of maybe the governor. <laughs> steer clear of that guy. There, There's... There's cities that I think are far, far like I, I enjoyed New York. I thought it, yeah. and I'm not a city guy. I don't like like it's not I I, I'm not either, but I'm telling animals. you Central Park is like the middle of the city and there's it it's like you're not in the city is at all. Is there deer in there? There's animals all over. there's a zoo. Can is there a hunting license? In New York, yes. The rabbits. They're <laughs> Just in the New Jersey area. The rats that look like the size of possums. They, what if we <laughs> able to hunt rats we get a contract from the city to shoot them with pelicans i wouldn't want any part of that it sounds awful murdering rats pelicans well just like that's way too much work for me because there's a lot of them yeah uh, we just set up on a shooting table to oh and i digress we digress again so you finish your when when did Japan start? And that's very interesting. Japan was 2014. That was, uh, I ended up playing another full season after that. 
So whose idea was Japan? How was it presented? <laughs> That's my to agent's you? idea. He's like, okay. So yeah, 2013, we we're with the Cubs. Uh, well, started with the Padres that year, opening day roster, and then um, traded to the Cubs, and then finished up there uh, that season, and then came home, and um, my agent called and said, "Hey, Japan wants to offer you a guaranteed contract," and I didn't know what that was because I had ten played, million. I hadn't bucks. played for a guaranteed contract yet um, in 16 years. And so it wasn't so. something I was interested in. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. I wasn't excited about it. Um, but they were offering really good money. Was it a tax-free deal? No, you it was not. Still had to pay Uncle Sam some money? Yeah. Uncle quite, Sam always Quite a wants, substantial amount. He always wants money. He took mm-hmm. a lot, even though we were in Japan. Did you get a refund? <laughs> not a big one. Dang he it. didn't have a lot of write-offs that year. Yeah, you're um, in Japan taking the subway. Right. So, um, yeah, so that was 2014, and I went over in January of that year, and they came over in March. Um, she can tell you about that a little bit. So you came over in March. You're welcome mm-hmm. to Japan. Mm-hmm. Did you have security? No. <laughs> did they also? You don't need security anyway. Did they yeah. give you, like, uniforms to wear? Like, you must dress in this attire. <laughs> you must say these things. No. So how was it? What did you guys do? Well, you have to take the train everywhere. You'd ride your bike to the station, take mm-hmm. the train to the games. and Yeah. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah. The kids I loved it. I like subways. Yeah. I, I lived in Santiago, Chile for two years, and, like, you couldn't have bikes because they just get stolen. Mm-hmm. So we walked everywhere, and you'd walk to a bus. The bus would take you to, mm-hmm. you know, a subway. Yeah, same thing. You ride your bike to the train station, take your tr- the train to wherever you needed to go. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't let you drive the first year, so you had no other option. Like, because of the visa, like, you, we don't trust you Americans. No, like, the teams wouldn't let Americans, oh, their American guy, teams. drive the first year, second year, or third year guys were able to, but. Were there other Americans on the team? Mm-hmm. Uh, three, uh, three other foreigners, yes. Could have four Any days. other MLB guys? Um, I think Michael Michael Bowden was there. Randy Williams was there, and I think that was all that were major league guys. How um, did pitch, you I was the only position player for a while. How did you play? Um, not very well. They didn't want you to come back. Um, Discounted. I think, a, I think it was a mutual departure. Did you did did you might might have said something to him that? No, I would not leave because then my contract would be void. So I just played it out. And you just they d- they did some things. Like I got hit in the wrist and broke my hand. And, and they uh, said you're still playing. Well, they paid you money. I'm looking at the X-ray and the guy's telling me through the interpreter it's not broken. And I'm pointing at the break, going, "Yes, it is." Like they didn't want you. To, they wanted the you to continue to play. And they kept telling me, "Daijo, it's okay." And I was like, "No, it's no. not. It's broken, and I can't move it." Did so. you call your agent? Repeatedly, yeah. And the agent says, I was like, just give me fine. like four weeks and it'll be it'll be fine. And they're, it's okay, you can play. So I asked for a second opinion. Had to fly myself home to see Doc Sheridan here. And he's like, yeah, it's broken. 100%. Yeah. So what they do for uh, that? Well, I can, you're going to have to let it rest for a little bit. And I can give you, there's a, like a, there was a tear or two. It was like, we can give you a cortisone shot and like some different stuff. And yeah. so he did. And 
started feeling better in a few weeks and uh at that point we were kind of over it <laughs> the whole thing and yeah um i they came home then and did you guys go back after july mm, yeah i think they went back for like a little short while and then thing came home and then i met him met him back home so um so they're mad Japan. that was that why they got mad at you is because you didn't yeah they kept saying i was okay and i'm like i'm not okay so like, they were like dude this guy's a wimp because he wouldn't play through a broken hand well at that point in my career i just didn't want to anymore like I, i'd done it in the past and i not worth it no not especially not for what they try to do but it was, I, I tell you, Japan was a good experience for me. I wish I would have done it like 10 years earlier. You were a little bit more in your prime? Uh, just, I was younger. Uh, like, I was 38, and I was pretty set in what I was going to do. Yeah. Like um, but if I, like, had I done that 10 years earlier, I think I would have been more open to what they were trying to do. And uh, But I, I enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed the culture. I enjoyed getting to see the country. Um a lot of things I liked about it. Um, food was pretty good. Like there was a lot of stuff that we liked over there. I think. Do you agree? Do you, did yeah. they have teriyaki chicken? That's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> fried rice, like I really like Kobe that. beef in Kobe Japan. Oh, um, nice. Like uh, you know, what, what did Eric what foods you like the most? Jeez. You like yakuniku, huh? Yeah. What's that? It's where you cook. Korean barbecue, where you, they the have it at your in table. front of you at the table. They oh. have like a hot stone, and they give you like thin slices of steak. And That's cool. Yeah, it's really good. Like yeah, they have really all good. kinds of wagyu and like yeah, it's all really the good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you left there now. Okay, C- Cody's retired. You played for the D Packs your last year. Mm-hmm. Wasn't yeah. retired yet. There was like last year and then retired. Yeah, yeah. there was the. Uh, I, there's always there's this clip on the D backs when I Google Cody Ransom. It's like Cody Ransom hits two home runs to ignite the D backs offense, <laughs> and they like interview you and you look like so young in there, like you're a little yes. kid, right? Yeah. You if you saw that picture, like that interview, it doesn't give you. The true respect, I feel like you're what you look like. It doesn't, it doesn't no. give you justice. He's changed a lot over the years. I got old, bro. <laughs> I would like to say I got old. I've just gotten, I'm, I'm more like a Lego set, like where I just fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, Erica, so he's home now. He plays last year. What are you expecting from him when he retired? What did you expect? Did you have expectations? Like, we're going to be doing these things. He's going to do this. And then, of course, in my opinion, expectations. We we never do what we think it's going to be. It's always going to be a little different. Well, at the time, we didn't really know that he was retired. Because it was never, like, mm-hmm. official. So we were always waiting to see if he was going to get a job. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so we didn't know what was going on until probably, like, two years later when he finally admitted he wasn't going to play anymore. 
when I was 41. Yeah. The Saturday 41 is play anymore. I'm out, guys. No yeah. more. I'm 41 yeah. now. Yeah. 41, what? like, that's that's a long time for the game to tell you you're out. Yeah. I, I, mean, was, I was out way before that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a long time, like. For sure. To be able to play that sport. Like, it's amazing how many people yeah. don't. I was looking at, like, some superstars that only went eight years or, you yeah. know, they didn't last long. There's no. very few guys that have played 10 years in the big leagues. Yeah. Like you would think there's a lot. And that's what I was saying. Like, I wish we would we would have realized what a good career he had. But at no. the time, you're so stressed about what the job was going to be, how long it was going to be, if he's going to be getting paid. You know what I mean? And so you don't really have time to think about stuff like that. Yeah, you're always critical of what's yeah. going on and how you can get better right. and how to, like, yes. get to the next step. And really, like, he's had an amazing career. Yeah, he did. And, um, yeah, I guess as a utility player later on in his career, you're always so worried about um, how well he did that day. And, you know, just little things where guys that had multi-year contracts you know you didn't have to think about stuff like that it's okay give them a little bit of a leash yeah yeah when you're day-to-day or right. you know like you had this short leash yeah and that had to have a lot of stress and you wonder if like he did have a short leash and he gave him a little bit longer with the contract how much better he would have played yeah i'm sure whatever i can tell you if i would have had a, a guaranteed deal like a year at a time even like guaranteed money for that three year. Three years, even if it's like at a low Well, here's number. here's one year guaranteed. Like stress level goes way down. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know because I mean? you're played day to day. Well, I mean, yeah, I could get released and not be guaranteed my contract until I got five years in the big yeah. leagues, and then once you get five years, your contract's guaranteed. So once you, you got once to you five years, though, right? Yeah, but it wasn't until later, later on. So, like to go into the season, there was never a guaranteed contract one time. You had to make it. Yeah. Every time. Mm-hmm. You had to prove yourself. And a lot of guys, they don't have to. Like, right. they got guaranteed, like, they could just go, you know, just eat crap during spring training. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it, it, it just, like, you're not worried about going over three games in a row, you know, yeah. or, or whatever. So, yeah, I think the – Were you always just worried about batting? Yes. Yeah, defense was easy. Like, for you, you come home and it's all batting. Yes. Yeah, I didn't have problems with defense. It would just have been totally opposite for me. Yeah. You know what? So I'm going to tell a story. It's, I know I'm going to steal a little thunder from you. I'm sorry. It's going to be okay. It's, you know, I'm going to tell you about, I'm going to tell you about my high school career and it kind of reminds me a little bit of what you talked about. And so I played baseball my whole life. I thought I was going to be, I played on some travel teams and I was like, all I could think about was, like, baseball is going to be my life, just like what Cody went through. And, you know, I was like, what college am I going to play for? Am I going to get drafted? Like, these are all things going through my head. Um, I could hit the ball really well, had power. I Defense, I, I was kind of utility where I could play outfield. I could play catcher, you know, third base, just kind of that. As a better outfielder than anything, but I just played whatever they wanted me to play, and I had a I tore my rotator cuff, my 
freshman year, I had surgery on the off season, and I went to a new school. Like you know, I was playing JV, and I had this new coach. He wasn't new; he'd been there for a long time. And someone warned me about him, like, "Hey, be careful with this guy." Like, you know, he's kind of screwed up some people. Huh. And his name's Steve Gord. I hope he's listening. Because I'd like to have him on this podcast <laughs> so I can tell him how shitty of a coach he was. But he, uh, so I went well, I in. you remember. Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah, no, I'm I kidding. would punch him right. Like, I would have a hard time with him because he did ruin people's careers. He was horrible. I, you know, I'm not bragging at all, but I batted fourth and I, I DH for a little bit because I couldn't throw. And I batted fourth. And then I was doing well. I had one game. I went 0 for 2, not from strikeouts, just ground outs the third where I didn't beat out throw. And I was, like, so close. I thought I would I, – I remember it to this day. And then I got benched the rest of the season. Mm. And even when I came back to, like, where I could play a, a position, he still didn't play me. And I just never understood, like, he would, I don't know how you could go from batting fourth to never playing another game. And then he put me in for a DH spot towards the end of the season, and it went two for two, crushed the ball, and then I never played again. And um, so I was just waiting for the summer league to come up because summer league, they always have new coaches. I was like, I'm just done with this guy. I need to, like, get on Summer League and just be done with this guy. Yeah. And then they don't even let me play Summer Ball. And I went to the varsity coach, which I played for, like, my whole life. I said, Salty, like, what's wrong? What did, what did I do? Like, and he said, I'll let you play Summer League. I don't want you to pay money for it. Because if you suck, like, you, I'm going to bench you. I said, listen, I don't care. I just want an opportunity. That's it. It's one opportunity. And it was weird because I had summer, some travel teams call me that summer, and they they didn't. I played with them, and I did really well with them. And then I went back to this high school team. That I'm playing with, I'm playing on the down team, like the JV team. I'm watching these little kids play, and I'm like, and dude, the first season, this fat tard coached <laughs> again was the only season he ever coached summer ball. He got off his lazy butt from eating lasagna, was the season my summer. And he comes in, he benches me for like 10 straight games. And I had to go to this coach and say, what the heck? I was told I was going to get an opportunity. No, you weren't. You're not getting an opportunity here. And I walked away. And then I went to Highland and played a pretty good career over there. But it just shows you, like, these coaches sometimes have these agendas where they, like, they get to choose your destiny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, they get to choose if you're going to make it or not. And sometimes he just didn't like me. And it it's heartbreaking to hear, like, 
not me, but other people too, like that were good. It just never got a shot. They can just destroy your career. And I feel like yeah. that happened to Cody where, you know, he just, it's sad because nowadays, like they have infield specialists and that would be you completely like Nick Ahmed. Mm-hmm. And Nick's done a good job offensively. He's gotten better. When he first started, he was like pretty, he's pretty roarable. But I mean, like if you look at Ozzy Smith, right, in his career, he yeah. was, like, not an offensive player at all and turned himself into a Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, but I just don't get, like, 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 there's so many players like that that are, I don't know why they, like, you were so good offensively. Like, why wouldn't they do that? How could you almost not have a job? Like, they, they need, teams need people like you. Like, well, there's a lot of other good players, and they're younger, and they're on the come up. And, like, there's a guy coming for your spot every year, so – it's you, I, I I understand it like I get it I'm not I think what I needed to play better listen me and you we go pitch to these major league teams like hey listen what we're really good at is taking someone's ego and crushing it they no you can't do that anymore because then they call their agent because you're not being nice oh, because we do, we do it in a very nice coddled way. we're gonna nowadays. crush your ego in a very coddled a very way. nice way we're gonna make you feel like you're nothing. We we start we'll we start that with nine year olds now, Brock. It's I cool. Know. We're good, <laughs> yeah, dude. But. So so we went through like uh, the retirement thing and like the adjustment <laughs> of me getting in their way for like a couple years and like in their way and your guys. Yeah, I mean, well, yes. she's got a system down, and then yeah. here comes this is what Papa I mean. Bear from hibernation. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like she's gone through the school year. She's gone through the stuff. Like. You just get set in your schedule, and then another person comes in and starts questioning. Why are you doing this? Yeah. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> well, like, what about this you? way? What's wrong with this way? You know, What are you doing? How long are you going to be? Why are well, you going there? How long has this been going on for? Yeah. I don't know, 15 years? <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Since they were born? Right. Oops. You know, I... My bad. I See, I'm that with the family, like Taryn, and I, I have to be taught how to parent sometimes, like, hey... You can't buy that every day for them. Stop. Like, oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. Cool. I'll stop. You know, or I always I get taught how to what to do, what not to do. Like, this is fine. I need help. Yeah. We all need help. Yeah. So then we started, you know, the youth thing, and now she does. Oh, like, how she was does, she does all the admin stuff for for all of this? And so deals with how did she take that? Like. You're you're retired, mm-hmm. and now we're running a club team. Right. Well, you it think happened, that? like, overnight. I mean, Ta-da. went from Jordan needs a team, our son, to having five like, teams. Four or five. We went from two to six to 14, and then back down to, like, eight. What's well, the sad? Because, yeah. obviously, there's a huge need for a good coach. Well, it's uh, we've talked about this so we're blue in the face it's it's not even that nobody cares anymore they just want instant gratification and who's going to post on facebook and who's going to let their kid play where they want and not tell them the truth and <sighs> i i get it people think i'm an ass all the time because i'm honest and i'm like brutally honest like this isn't it right now this isn't you're not that good or you you know this isn't this isn't how you do it and people don't like it so uh, I'm okay with that. I, I really am. Like I, I'm, I'm okay with 
look, you're going to hate me for a week if I tell you the truth. But if I lie to you, you're going to hate me forever oh, at absolutely. some point, right? Like, so I'd rather tell you the truth and have you hate me for a week or or whatever it is, you know? Like, that's just... I, I'd rather be honest with you and let you know right where you're at. And that's just my opinion. So, you know, it could be right, could be wrong. I have a pretty good idea of what I'm doing, but... um. She gets to see. She took over. Like she helped me out a little bit in the beginning, and then took over everything because I wasn't running it efficiently. <laughs> um, but it, you know, and it's it's helped me out a ton. Um, so and then on her end of it, like she gets to deal with all the paperwork and administrative stuff. Like oh. it just that it's. So how big of a yeah. team member is she for you? She runs the whole thing now. Like, I just run practices, you know. For me, it's... So you're the face. You're the guy running the show. And she's behind the scenes actually making it work. Yeah. She's 100%. the neck that turns the head. And the legs. And the she's the, she's <laughs> the heart of the company. You right. know, like, it's so awesome to have someone like you because you know you can trust your wife. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, especially, like, you know, she's hardworking. She's going to get whatever done, like... I've entrusted Taryn to do some stuff for us, some HR payroll stuff. And it's so nice because I never have to worry about her job because I know it's getting done. Everything is getting done properly. And if she doesn't know, she's trying to figure it out. Yeah. So that's a great asset to have. I mean, especially in your role, because that's a make or break role. Like if you don't trust, like that's where Mm -hmm. people start stealing stuff and all that. Yeah, for sure. How do you like it? It's not bad. Does it pay good? (laughs) (laughs) He pays in tri-tip. Yeah. (laughs) And pizzas on the trailer. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Pays good. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Better than nothing. Is it an LLC? How's it set up? Um, We have have an LLC set up, and we have a uh, 501c3 nonprofit. Is that separate from the LLC? Yeah. So what's the LLC called? Ransom and Associates. Ransom, like uh, Billy the Kid Ransom. That's right. <laughs> and then we have, what's the 501c3 called? The One Fund. The One Fund. Mm-hmm. One Performance. One Fund. Underneath and the One Fund is One Performance, um, which is the training academy, the workout stuff. We have One Dream, which is the scholarship fund that we're hoping to have going on a little bit better. And we that's have, kind of uh, like did uh, Erica have you had any ideas that have turned into like some of these funds? Um, not really. He's pretty much you know, come up with everything and then wrong or answer. He <laughs> wrong answer. It was all <laughs> your idea. She had input on it. Yeah, I mean, I sure. definitely have input, but you know, he she tells me when something's stupid. Yeah, that's the. I want to do part. this. No, that's not gonna work. You know what's great about you sure? that? Yeah, it's I, not gonna work. Yeah, it is. Think Six months work. later, that didn't work. <laughs> you know, totally. like Taryn's really good about that. She's like, "Hey, so and so, got a bad feeling about him," and I'm like, "Hey, why do you have a bad feeling? He's got this great resume, this, this, and that." I'm telling you, something's fishy. Oh, I'm just like that. And they know. Then I'm like, "You're crazy. He'll work fine." Come out, come to find out, he's pretty fishy. Yeah. <laughs> I so now I told myself, if she ever comes to me with one of those things. I got to listen to her listen. 100% because she's been right on every single one. Yeah. And you do the same thing? Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. she's the one that you sniff out the crazies. She, she just told me how to recruit players. <laughs> you should be like Taryn and you should be in uh, player recruitment. She's just gonna show up to every tryout and say yes or no before they walk on the field. <laughs> like Taryn, I know Taryn and you should actually be hired by some of the field, and then you could be you just sit in the background of the interviews, and you're like, yeah, she doesn't need to sit in interviews. She just walked and walk in. Yeah, he's done. Don't even talk to him. Just yeah. send him on his way. Legitimately, she could stand at the gate and they walk in with their parents and she could say yes or no. You know what would be good? It's if our new she, recruiting process. She could actually be the recruiting process with Dimex on the Cuban side. Because no, obviously they work. need some help after Tomas. You can't say that anymore because the regime's gone. The whole oh, regime that signed him is gone. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Tomas is in <laughs> Washington now. I'm sure he's going to. Like hit forty home runs this year, and catch hit, a couple hit, and only thirty one here, right? I don't understand why they didn't play him, but that's a totally different subject. That's another rabbit hole that yeah. we'll discuss a different time. How do you enjoy? I don't know if I want to answer this question. Do you like working with family? It's hard. Do you have a problem? Who who's who holds the most like? Whose voice is heard more, yours or his? His. If My, mine's heard more, but hers matters more. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> how is your uh, time off? Do you what? get good PTO, pay time off? I don't. Yeah, I feel like I get a lot of time off. Do you, how is the work environment? Is it is it is it welcoming? You're in it. This is it. This is it. <laughs> Welcome to it. the jungle. <laughs> um, what other like? Is there anything that like culture that you're trying to instill into what your L, what your association is about? What's the culture? If you could describe it in one sentence. The culture? Yeah, what kind of culture are you trying to, like, push off? Because, like, every company has a culture that they like to, like, you know, they want every team to have. You want me to answer this or her? I'm trying to get loyalty? her to answer. Loyalty? I like loyalty. <laughs> I love loyalty. That's actually my number one. Loyalty, honesty. Integrity. integrity hard work. Yeah, work hard ethic. Work. Yeah. Like, that. Sure. if you had integrity... Work ethic, you'll always have a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would hope. Yeah, show up, show up on time. Work your ass off, and be accountable. The thing about that is that's a recipe for success, but for most people, that's too much. They can't do it. Mm-mm. I find out that like what you just said, it will work in any job setting. Any single and one. If you did it, you would be successful. Yeah. And it's crazy how many people can't tell the truth, can't come to the job on time, they don't work hard, they got excuses for everything. Mm-hmm. In this business, you've learned who your friends are and who aren't. Why is that? Because we've gone into this with a lot of people that we've known for over a lot of years and um 
they've kind of just used you for whatever. All their, like, leashes, vacuums. Yeah. They use you, and then once they get whatever they want from you, then they move on. They move on. They go start their own thing. They suck all the information out from you. They piggyback upon your good name. That's all happened to me, too. Like They just want everything for free. Yeah. it's. I'm so sick of that. I'm yeah. so sick of this society of entitlement where people think because you're friends with them that you mm-hmm. get a freebie. Yeah. Well, you know, what I do to my friends out of business is I go pay more money for what they have so that they can make money. Yeah. I would prefer to pay more money for my friends than ask for a discount. Right. Like when I, I have a really hard time because I know some companies and when people say, hey, can you give me a discount there? And I say, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both know somebody things. that's like, what's the discount code? And I say, uh, my discount code is plus 10%. I just, yeah. I hate asking for free crap. How about you guys? Yeah, I don't ask. By the way, do you have a, I need a discount code. By the way. But that's a separate topic. I get a lot of, baseball, in the baseball world, you get used to it because everything is given to you. Everything's a discount code there? Right, so you get free, yeah, you get used to it. And so it changes kind of your perception of reality because you're just used to getting things for free like i have all these cabinets you're looking at are full of crap that like was free and it's kind of like all right now what do i do with it you know it's i funny. take it but what am i gonna do with it your industry of free stuff is much different than my industry of free stuff my industry of free stuff is a sewer hose that's <laughs> true you're getting like bags and like clothes. shirts and clothes i'm getting a sewer hose also I'm getting septic, like, smell good stuff. <laughs> <They'll> <laughs> septic throw, deodorizer. They will throw that in there. I'm going to throw in. You want a septic some deodorizer? Some lemon-scented. Dude, you want the orange flavor? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not a flavor if it's septic. <laughs> Hopefully we got a scent. Oh, so. Flavor. I don't want to taste it. I hope not. If you're tasting it, it's a bad day. Yeah. So you've dealt with the the club thing, and and we've talked about that a lot in youth sports in general with uh, volleyball and baseball and the business side of it and all that stuff. What's your your take on it? Me? Yeah, you. Um, It's a lot crazier than I thought it would be Um, because when I was growing up, it wasn't a big thing, so... When our kids got into it, um, it's a lot more serious than I thought it would ever be. And parents are a little bit crazier. Parents are crazy. Yeah. So super It's always the parents over anybody. Yeah. It's never the kids. It's the parents. And so. And all all the parents know that. We're not talking about anything or anybody. No. Like, they'll say it about themselves and um, for the most part, but. I think every parent thinks their kid's going to make it is like, the problem. They're they're like the next whatever. Right. They're going to be a Hall of Fame. Yeah. At 10. At, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, they are. Well, that's. Yeah. But that's the unrealistic part about this is like it, at 10 years old, we don't know what anybody's going to be. Right. Like, and mm-hmm. that's the, there's some things that we want to instill in them and it's like work really hard, you know, see how good you can be and, and you know, whatnot, but like. I don't know, like, I have a problem with, like, them 
the thought process and, and what's going on and people really believing that, that they're going to be that good. Like the, the, the rate at who makes it is so small, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Like even the high school team, like we were talking this weekend to some, like a former athletic director and former uh, pro player, and they're like, we're looking at four fields go on at one time and going, okay, there's probably on this field, like 20% of these kids who are 13 are even going to make their high school team, high school mm-hmm. varsity team. And it's kind of, I don't know, man, it's just, it's crazy to think. But club sports isn't club sports anymore, where club no. sports used to be the elite, elite players, and I, I use that word loosely, but like the better players. Um, that used to be club sports, you know, and now yeah. it's just people. People think because they p- they're paying money that they should get a certain afforded su- certain opportunities. Yeah, certain. Yeah, and so <laughs> you want me to take <laughs> some of you? They should be yeah that they should be afforded like those opportunities and those. Just, just because yeah. they are uh, paying for it, so you know that's it's it's unfortunate, man. It's really the uh, they expect things to happen overnight. Like they expect if hey, I give you five hundred dollars, yeah, and now um, my daughter or son has a scholarship, yeah, instantly. Because normally you can go buy whatever you want, like. You can buy new electronics. You can buy a new car. Mm-hmm. You can buy. They're trying to pay for a end result, mm-hmm. but that end result they don't understand takes all this effort in between. Yeah, time, effort. I think people in general focus on a consequence, and so, like for example, getting a scholarship, playing playing major league sports or even money, that's all a consequence of what you did. That's a good consequence. Mm -hmm. Or you get the other consequence, you didn't make it. But, like, for me, in my career, I've never thought of money. I've only thought about the process. And I've never worried about money. And when I did that, when I do that, it's never a problem. But I've noticed when I am searching for the end result of money, then I have a tougher time achieving that. You know, and I think parents that focus on the end result of excellence because of a dollar amount they paid, they're going to be really disappointed. Right. And I, it's like, I think we talked to Cody about this, like, you have to set expectations for these people mm-hmm. because like, and we do the same thing about employees coming to work for us. I usually set the expectations of really like, Hey, you're going to get paid this. I give them the lowest dollar amount they could make. And you're going to have to work these hours. And I usually give them like a worst case scenario hours. Cause I don't want them to come in and be like, I'm making less or, you know, I'm working more than you told me I was going to work. I need time off or whatever. 
that way we can overcome, like we can actually exceed the expectations instead of, you know, have these, there's all these, these headhunters that come in and say, Hey, we're going to pay, you'll make this dollar amount within six months. Or I'm sure there's people in club teams like, we'll have your son playing varsity when they're a sophomore or a freshman. And they just, they think they're buying a result. Yeah. And I think he really does. He's very honest with parents about expectation and where their kid is at. And But I don't think they listen. <laughs> the time. They, <laughs> they. I think for a lot of them, they don't listen. A lot of them don't want to hear it. Yeah. And if they, they don't, don't like hear it, the truth. Like there, there are so many people that are just they're yes people. Where like, oh yeah, we can do that. You know, we can. He can play on this team, and he can do this, and like for me, that's got to be earned. You, you don't just get to do it because you want to. Yes. You know, like if you're a, a 13 year old player and you need to play 13 year old baseball you're not going to go play 14 yeah you but might want it would, to it would hurt him well maybe maybe not but like we have 14 U players that are playing 14 U. so unless you're dominating where you're at you're gonna stay there. i'm not gonna move you up like i don't if you want to so what like that I, this isn't the place for that you know like I guess you somebody else will let you do it and you're gonna go do it yeah and i can sit here and tell you like yeah, we're going to bring these guys in and we're going to do this and we're going to go win these tournaments. And, like, no, I'm going to try and make my guys win these tournaments. Like, they're going to get better and they're going to win or they're not, you know. Yeah. And, and But guess what? Like, you're going to learn how to compete and you're going to learn how to. They need to learn failure to, too. Well, yeah. but And learn what failure brings and what it, like, why are you failing? Yeah. Right? And, like, what what's that going to do to you? Are you going to compete and you're going to get better or are you just going to quit and give up it's because so, we have both it's so crazy how these lessons that you're talking about and you're teaching these kids at a young age these lessons how they apply to the business world well parents they don't like to teach their kids that they think the solution is to have them win all the time win all the time get a ring all the time if they don't like where they're playing then they'll just go somewhere else and so, find a team that's gonna or do whatever they say or start their own team. So no offense, I love my brother-in-law. I help sponsor his softball team a little bit, and they, I guess they really like me. I don't. I just do it to help them. Like I don't want anything out of it. And they always bring me like a shirt that they made, and they brought me their World Series softball ring. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's no Yankees. Well, we get them every weekend. Yeah, yeah it's just well, like they're, they're big and cost four dollars. Yeah, it's like made in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what am I gonna do with this? Pink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm really proud of them. Like, good job. Yeah, I don't need a ring. Like, right. I don't need any of that. Yeah, like, I got enough junk in my house. Right. Well, so for us, what we've noticed is like our better teams and our older teams. They don't really care about those anymore. The the younger kids. It's kind of cool when they win them to get them. Um, yeah. Once you get to like 12, 13, so 14, yes, and you realize, I think you start to realize like that's not really the end game, you know. Um, oh. I don't mind it for the young kids if they win. But like we had a, we had one team this weekend that didn't make the gold bracket, which was the top six teams. They were yeah. 
made the, they were the seventh seed. So they made the silver bracket, and they took first, right? So they actually played pretty well after the first two games. They, did, they didn't play well the first two games. The next four they did. Yeah. Five. Next five they did. And so I think they ended up, I think they ended up five and two on the weekend, I think. Could have been four and two. They had a decent weekend, right? But they didn't start off great. Um, but they ended up winning a silver bracket, and they got rings for it. Right? Why would you keep bringing the silver bracket? But it actually was 13th place overall. Right? Yeah, so pass on grass on that one. <laughs> so, like, I jokingly but not joking, I'm like, if any one of you post that on social media, I'm calling you out. Like, I'm talking crap to you on social media. And they're Good like, job what on do you mean? 13th place. I'm like, it was 13th <laughs> place. Like, do not post that you won something. We got a ring. I'm so, but I'm so upset it. by the tournament for giving that out. Like, that's really a problem. Well, they well, you won the silver bracket. Yeah, but like, no, you didn't. Can they write on the piece of paper first place and do it like 13 times, and then do <laughs> second place and give a piece of paper? Like, that's all. Like, why yeah, are you wasting just, money on stupid rings? Yeah. Why don't they give some gift cards to? It's not even the money. It's the like food. The, it's the whole is something. It's the whole mindset. Yeah. Is what bothers me. Yeah, you know, you're like, not playing for because I had a line of parents taking pictures of that, and yeah. like, I don't know, like for me, everyone's was, standing for me together with your silver rings. Well, it was the same as the first place from the gold bracket. Same rings. Same ring. And so, like for me, that's that's the problem is that that gets rewarded, you know, and and well, I don't think they should have played a different bracket. Like you lost, you're out. See ya. Right. I can see it's a loser's bracket, is yeah. what it is. So you yeah. get to play your games because you paid your money, which mm-hmm. I'm cool with. Because like, they learn, we they paid get to for learn. it. Yeah, let's go play. That's where we get better. But do not reward them with a ring. They got to know they're not silver bracket. They're losers bracket. That's where it started. That's they, what it should say. Should they? Everyone knows it's losers because bracket. it used to be losers bracket, right? That's what it should be. But now they have a silver and a bronze bracket. You know, it's like. Gotta be. You know how they have like the NIT tournament? Yeah. I always call that not in tournament. <laughs> Those teams oh, are real. not in the tournament. Right. They would go if they were. Well, I right. wouldn't even go to that tournament. It's like not in tournament. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. That's what it's I call uh, it. It's, yeah, that's it, a tough it, thing. Like today is so different. Like, you know, when we grew up, you didn't. You get a ribbon, maybe. Right. <laughs> At least that ribbon could just go right in the trash. You don't have to, like. It's not taking up your entire uh, recycle bin. Yeah, so. I don't know, man. I I just the the club scene as a whole, in and most sports, it's ruining. Is, well, it's not club, right? Club was, and I've talked to people that are that are my age and within you know ten years of of my age that really talked about like. There were there used to be like two maybe three like club teams in Arizona, and you had to be one of the top, you know, players, forty players in the state to play for those teams. Yeah, like you know, you was really it did. A hot shots? I don't even like. I wasn't good enough to play on them, so I don't know. I remember Garden of Gears had had a team. I remember yeah. that one because there were some dudes on it. Um, but like, I wasn't good enough to play for them, so I don't even know what they were. Yeah, I play on some team. It was just in the summer. It was a bunch of kids from Chaparral. Um, Robin Yount's son was mm-hmm. on the team. Yep. And we went to – it was like 
a three state. It was San Diego, Arizona, Vegas. But I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know. I just got asked to play on it. I don't even know how I got on it. That's it. They needed a hitter. There you go. They called the right man. Called the hitter. And they got desperate one game, and they put me in as a pitcher. They got desperate. <laughs> <laughs> they I called could, the right man that time? Um, I was throwing the ball faster in my uh, stretch than I was in my regular. Like, <laughs> they're like, well, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, that this, you shouldn't be doing that. The, the, this guy, his, like they said throw a curveball. I'm like, sure. I'm not throwing a curveball. I just put just my fingers weird and threw it. <laughs> and it moved my, moved my wrist a little and bit. And, dude, I went like three up, three down. Peace out. They Sick. never put me back in. I was really good at maybe throwing it high and inside. Right at their throat? Yeah. Like, it magically, I beamed this one kid right in the head. <laughs> Should have, like, backed off a little bit more. I don't know. Ridiculous. Get so. off the plate, dude. You should have reacted better. Not my fault. Um, you got anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to promote? Erica? No. So I Nothing. appreciate you having on. Like, I enjoyed this conversation with yeah. you. This is part one of a many-part series of Steamroller. I don't feel I don't like, feel like st- I got steamrolled too bad. I feel like you could have steamrolled more, I, I and maybe next pretty. time we can loosen you up, Get maybe we get those going a little bit earlier, and then the I took her. I actually took her to dinner and gave her – a few drinks before this to get her loosened up. <laughs> Maybe you gave her too many. And she's just like, no. I'm cool. We good. Too many. She'd be asleep over there yeah. right now. There's a fine line with this one. You got to ride that line of happiness. Yeah. It's either it's either happy or snoring. <laughs> <laughs> or so, she got one. That's a question. Do you snore when you sleep? Nope. Does Cody snore? Yep. Dep- it depends. I think every Is it every says, day? Yes. Erica, what does it does it sound like a chainsaw? Sounds like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> does he has he been tested for sleep apnea? No. I it just, just started. He never used to snore until he retired. <laughs> until uh, it was actually last. He time finally I broke got my nose. good sleep. Congratulations! I Cody. started snoring when I broke my nose. Yeah, the last time. He broke it twice. I found out I broke my nose. Yeah, I remember X-ray. you telling me that. They're like, hey, you broke your nose. I'm like, really? Yeah, this, check this out. And they, like, my septum's all deviated one side. I'm like, I don't, I don't oh. even know. Like, I, maybe, I don't know. That's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Wish I would have known. Like, I, I knew because mine was on the side of my face. That's mm-hmm. really cool. I wish I had a picture of mine on the side of my face. Yeah, I have a picture of Cody. You've seen mine. You should definitely post that. You've seen it, right? No. I showed you that. Oh, I just saw the picture of you ripped with your old trainer when you were suppo- not on the sauce, but on the sauce of working out every day. Oh, I was in, I got in shape a couple times. Not there currently. You were, you were good enough to, I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to put a BJJ matchup with you and Jocko. Don't, let's not do that. I, I'll I, go I would rather not do that. What if I, I? What if I went? Because I know first. a guy that broke his throat doing that. Oh yeah. Well, but, just tap earlier. Just tap. Tap when just, he grabs me. Like I'm out, bro. When he gets nope, the I'm arm out. around, start tapping. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. Let's have a contest. Who can last longer? Who before we get tapped by Jocko Willing? 
That is, what happened? <laughs> what did they do to you? I got need. I you should. I, was, I think that's a I hit lawsuit. a triple. I hit a triple. You hit a triple and you ended yeah. up like that. Yeah, I slid in and the guy went to catch the ball and his knee caught me in the uh, side of the nose. That's needless to say, it yeah, didn't look like too good. I'm Jeez. not gonna lie, Cody. The picture's really bad. Your shoes look amazing. So these shoes were uh, a gift from who? From uh, the Barney family, um, J- Jason and Kelly Barney. Um, and M- McKay and uh, and Beckham are the two boys that I've worked with, and they're uh, one of the better families I've ever met in my life. Good people. Ooh, ooh! Erica just showed us some other ones. Oh, can I we get need those. Can where I, are those at? Where, where do I get them? I'll go for everybody online. I've got some Jordan three uh, North Carolinas on. Jordan 320? three twenty for those. No, those are those are three twenty. These are the Jordan threes, North Carolina, what um, or UNC, um, and they're uh, yeah, they're a gift. Hey, I, I worked I, got, I worked with uh, McKay this off season and who's uh, McKay? Uh, their son, and he's over at South Mountain Community College. He's a center fielder, and uh, Beckham is their kid that's on our fourteen U team. He's a little. They don't a little have stud too, and uh, I don't have half sizes here. No, let's go hold. You're 11. What about these ones? Those are the ones. Damn. Those are breads. Uh, there's a pair right there on the table. The size 13 don't fit my fat feet. <laughs> there's what, a what are these Jordan ones? No, those are the. Uh, I want that's the legacy three one two. You like those? I have those in the garage. <laughs> coaching. Those are my coaching shoes. I have some uh, Jordan 1s right there on the table, size oh. 13, the Royals. Are these the 320s? A 3.20? No, 3.20 is the price she was oh. telling me. No, the, that's when they get released. Oh, March 20th. Ah, uh, you're kidding me. All those are, what are they, up. 150? It'll say right on there. Those are 200. You, I, listen. What are those? What's We're going to have a Midnight? Who? Hey, listen. What we need. I'm going to clap this one in. We need a, we need a Jordan brand sponsor. Hey, what I got was, a Nike. We got a this Nike was sponsor. we're gonna give away a pair of Jordan um, shoes that Baruch. Cody has in his closet. He doesn't know this. He just volunteered. <laughs> Do uh, I get to pick which ones? <laughs> he, he gets to pick which ones. So here's the deal. Done. Um, well, next podcast, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna figure out what we're gonna do so you can earn these Jordans out of Cody's closet. We'll do Jordan ones. I got a lot we're of gonna those. have Cody's closet. We're gonna have Brock's closet. Brock's closet is gonna be a little bit different. It's a little bit unorganized. You never know what's gonna come out of that. But Jord- out of Cody's, you're definitely gonna pair of Jordans. So thank you for listening, y'all. Erica, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on. I don't feel you like you steamrolled yeah. as good as you could, but I'm expecting steamrolling next time. All right. You're gonna Still? have to sit in on the steamroll. For sure. All right, Cody. Thanks for having me over. Appreciate you coming, man. I missed Cody. I missed him. I was this having guy's been like, at the dunes withdrawals. Every week. This guy's been withdrawals. at the dunes every week. All right. See y'all. Have a good day. Peace.